a Lifetime original podcast. Listen, I've got on my biker shorts and boy, <laughs> no, I'm just sweaty. I just have swamp ass. That's probably what's actually happening. <laughs> I love a Lifetime movie. I'll take a pity invite to anything. This is exactly what you do when you are wealthy and jobless in Florida. Are you even British? We are in Pilates class. Calm down. I get bonked on the head every once in a while. I have to eat burnt chicken. People will steal your dog and sell it on the black market. Okay? The Florida listeners are going to come for us after this episode. (laughs) Why are you doing this to me? Breath. You said that you love me. Okay. We can go this, okay? You said that you loved the way that I touched you. No, I love nothing about you. Hello, and welcome to another week, another chance to be with friends, and another episode of I Love a Lifetime Movie. I am Megan Gailey, and I am joined, as always, but sometimes not because she is busy, booked, and blessed. Naomi Ekbergen. Well, that is so nice of you to say. I mean, I will say that it's funny, you know, we're two busy gals, working professional women who have it all. And sometimes we're like ships passing in the night. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. recently we got to be together IRL and that was huge. Oh, uh, yeah, because we always long for these moments. And I'm sure you're like, don't you both live in Los Angeles? It seems like you can make this happen. And yes, we can. And we do but Naomi was at a birthday party up the street from me. Yeah, way fancier, way more famous person. <laughs> they own, we rent, and so <laughs> she said, "Can I come down to the bottom of the hill, the other side of the tracks, as they may say, and see you and little baby Conrad?" And I said, "Come on down." She saw me whip my breast out. She said, should I leave? And I said, I would be offended if you did. I know. It's like, it's funny because I did ask, should I leave? Almost like, I just did it to be polite because I was like, if there's anyone who does not care, it's Megan Gailey. But I said, let me just be polite. I don't want to seem like I'm someone who's like waiting for the breast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well. To be like, would you like a private moment? Well, did I tell you that a man DM'd me? I don't know if he listens to this. I'm assuming it's a man, I think. And he, this was like, a few months ago, honestly, right when I had popped out this baby. And he said, I know this may be bizarre, but would you mind sending me a photo of your breasts once the milk comes in? What? <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. And he was like so polite. So I was like polite back. And I was like, thank you for asking, but <laughs> we're not going to do that. Oh, my God. First yeah. of all, I cannot believe you have held on to this for this many months. <laughs> I truly forgot. <laughs> that is insane. And what, they DM'd you? Yeah, DM'd. Was there any introduction? Like, hello. We have DM'd before. Okay. In the sense of like, ha, 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 you're so funny. And uh-huh, I'm like, thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, um, <laughs> give me, give me, give me, give me. So it's like, of course, I'll talk to any old psycho that slides into my DMs. The listeners know that. <laughs> And so does Thomas Gibson. And then he was like, I just think it's a feat of the human body or like something like that. And I was like, no, it for sure is. But I will be keeping it to myself. <laughs> wow. CK goes, block him. I was like, listen, he's obviously a fan. Okay. <laughs> he's obviously likes my work. Not going to be blocking him. I got to I got to sell uh, tickets. Oh, my God. That is wild. It is amazing. The confidence of people in this world in this life yeah 
to just write somebody and say, can I have a picture of your breast? Yeah, but then I also am like, you know, you asked politely. You said, like, I know this may be strange and you were okay with me saying no. I, I'm still, I'm flabbergasted. That is the I know. the first time I've ever used the word, but it feels like the most perfect <laughs> description of what I am right now. Flabbergasted. But I will say the inappropriateness, the horniness yes. of this person does tie into our motion picture. Matches the horniness of this film. Exactly. Because you guys, we are talking to you about a dangerous affair. Ooh. Pilates instructor Amelie Didot begins a steamy love affair with her client, the handsome and well-accomplished journalist Pierce Dalton. The romance seems innocent until Amelie comes face to face with a murder. When it's revealed the killer has an erotic obsession with Pierce, Amelie becomes the number one target in this deadly love triangle. Oh, well, wow. well, well. I think this is a logline that, like, doesn't even give us the level of sexy. You know, like, exactly. holds a little back. It does. It does not let you know that really this is, you know, but when you look at it, let's unpack that. I mean, come on, Pilates, all Erotic. right, for that sex one. The names Amelie and Pierce are Sexy. very much names from a steamy romance novel. Yeah, erotic, obsession. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. I think even just saying all of these words, we're going to be excited and I think we got to get into it. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Okay, so the film opens at a masquerade party, very eyes wide shut. There are some people that have full masks on. We'll get yeah. to that later. And a brunette woman is walking through the crowd, very sexy, very slinky, in a, mm -hmm. like, Fenty to the max lingerie set. Yes, yes, yes. And she comes across a bloodied man on the floor and calls out, Pierce? Cut to main titles. So hello. Hello. Again, pulling no punches. Okay? Right. After our titles, we cut to a little earlier. <laughs> I don't know, a week, two weeks? I mean... No clue. No clue, but this is before Pierce? So... Obviously, things are better then. Okay. And we start off seeing what looks like, it's like flashes of and close-ups of what looks very sensual, okay? Breathing, torsos, lips, faces. Thrusting. We widen to reveal. It's a Pilates class. Mm -hmm. So there you have it. Mm -hmm. All right? Pilates is also sex sometimes. We see the woman who's running the class is the brunette from the beginning who was worried about a Pierce, Okay. And she's our main gal, okay? Mm -hmm. She is Amelie Dido. She's our instructor. She's got abs for days. She is that, like, lanky toned. You know what I mean? Incredible body. V, like, just like, she's long. She's like, I yes. feel like she was a ballerina. You know what I mean? She's ballerina vibes. And, like, a great ass. And and I hope that's kind to Amelie and to the actress that plays her. Because, you know, sometimes these these skinny gals, and we see it a lot out here in L.A., we, it, it's either skinny gals with no asses or skinny gals with the biggest asses you've ever seen. And they paid for those from Brasilia, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but she's got, like, a perfect natural ass. Like, I really did find myself being like, I want Amelie's ass. And she 
feels like anomaly. You know, like she feels French. She really uh-huh. like the her face is French. The body is French. Well, OK, I need you to clarify, honey. She is French Canadian. Of OK, course. OK, this is Montreal. I need you to really just clarify. She has perhaps seen Naomi and I at the Just for Laughs Festival. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, she is a new face and she is a great ass. (laughs) Very inside baseball. So an older chatty lady, not older, but we're we're saying not. Anomaly. I would say she's 56. Oh, wow. Barbara would be upset by that. So her name is Barbara. (laughs) She comes up and she's chatting up Amelie. She gave me big time Kristen Chenoweth vibes. Like they Uh look uh so similar. So they're chatting and then she brings up Pierce. Dalton. Oh, he is a Greek god. Because she's like really like, "Mm, yeah, sexy. He's in the class. He's like the one dude in the class, you know? Mm -hmm. And she said, I heard he's a tiger in the bedroom. (laughs) And then we find out that Pierce owns the largest media company in the state. And what is that state? New York? California? No, it's Florida. <laughs> and I said, is this our first Florida movie? And is this our first Florida mogul? Right. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I think many a Lifetime movie has been filmed in Florida, but very few actually reference it. So that's what's huge about this. Okay. What is funny to me, you know, Barbara's like, with Pilates, I feel like I'm finally moving the needle to burning off these love handles. You know what I mean? It's like, Barb, uh, you're a size zero. She's like 90 classic pounds. Florida rich lady to me like she was so florida mm-hmm. i just thought a lot of this casting was spot on yes and i will say that it's funny because like basically pierce comes over and then barbara's like i trust that you got the invite to my party and then what i love is that because amelie is there barbara's like mm, you should come too you can come too yeah it's like you know you kind of get that runoff invite if you're in yeah. the orbit of an invite going out yeah And that's, I'll take those. I'll take a pity invite to anything. (laughs) Well, the thing is, you know, Amelie is new to town, okay? Because Mm -hmm. once Barb leaves, she's just talking to Pierce. And she's like, she's new to town. She opened her Pilates studio three weeks ago. And it's like, first of all, it's already packed. So it's like, good for you, Amelie. You obviously have an eye for business. And I will say this. Pierce is clearly flirting. I find him to be charmless. (laughs) <laughs> and boring and not that cute. And that's always hard for me when the, a Lifetime movie hinges on sexuality and then I don't think the man is attractive. Yeah, so Pierce, one of his lines, he looks at a photo of her dog and goes, Cute dog. It's like his mom. Emphasis on the word, cute. That's <laughs> right. Sir, what? You Sir? say I'm cute like my dog? Pierce <laughs> is British. And yes. so I guess... He's supposed to be coasting on a lot of that accent yes. charm. Okay, I will look, I'm going to go back. I'm going to backpedal. Pierce is fine on the eyes. They have not written him in a way that's charming. And because he, like, never smiles, really, there's no warmth to him. There's no warmth. I'll say it right there. Yeah, the thing that really rubbed me is that, like, Pierce, the way Barbara talks about him and the way he's sort of perceived around town is, like, he's supposed to be this, like, hunk. That's yeah. just, and they keep calling him tall. Pierce is <laughs> Five eight, which is totally <laughs> fine. But they're like this tall drink of water. And it's like, he is not tall. So the script was written and then they cast this man. But like, let's go back in and be like, right. oh, that 
accent gets me. Like, right, right, why right. can't the we jaw, rework the chisel for, jaw? Mm. Yeah, for what he's actually working with. His hair is also like gelled in a way that's like very British. Of like, <laughs> like he actually reminded me a lot of this guy in Northern Ireland I dated who made my skin crawl, who I thought was going to murder me in Prague. Neither here talking? nor there. Okay, Megan is revealing a lot this episode. I need to know why you were with someone who you thought was going to murder you. Well, because I broke up with him in Prague. And then I was like, this may go south. And he was a defense attorney. So it's like, he knows how to get away with this. (laughs) Wait, wait, okay, Megan, is this our next Lifetime film? Yeah, 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 it is. It is because then I gave him three Tylenol PMs so he wouldn't kill me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what a time. What a time. Okay, well, it's so hard to get back to this movie when you have your own movie right there that we have to unpack, we have to watch, we have to screen, we have to dissect. But, okay, here's the moment. When they're talking, after Pierce says she's cute, like her own dog, <laughs> you know, she says her name is Amelie, and she's, like, impressed that he has seen the movie Amelie. Mm-hmm. And I said, this is a movie that even toddlers have seen. I'm going to need <laughs> you to have higher standards, Amelie. The movie came out 20 years ago. It's yeah. not like he's out here being like, Oh, I just saw that art house film. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Right, exactly. I get Amelie and Chocolat confused. That feels naturally. okay. Naturally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Naturally of the same era French. I get that. So basically that's kind of the end of their vibe, which is like, okay, kind of flirty. I'm waiting for Pierce to wow me. But he obviously has a British accent and has seen a movie. So I guess this is attractive. So after everyone leaves, Amelie is kind of closing up shop. And then it's like, very high energy blonde woman named Fran comes knocking on the window and she's just like, don't tell me that I missed the last class. And I was like, mm, yes, we're close. And Fran is like, oh my God. And was that hot guy in that class? Hot, like the tall. Guy? hot tall. Hot tall. That guy leaving the class and then she's just like, yeah, he was, but it's like, okay. So then Amelie is talking to Fran and Fran, I, I don't like the look of her. Okay. Oh the my gosh. is like, you are up to something. You are dangerous. Yeah. So when we first met Fran, I was like, I love Fran. <laughs> like I was like, <laughs> Fran is fun. Fran is great. Fran looks just like Miley Cyrus. Like oh, almost, she does have a Miley almost vibe. identical. Like I was like, she must be in the Cyrus family. She's not Noah Cyrus. And I don't know any of the other ones' names. But Fran is like fun. She's got one of those, like, I have a ponytail, but it was like clearly done with like hair and makeup because it's just like a really cute, like <laughs> top, like the wavy, pretty makeup. And then she is driving like a soft yellow Volkswagen convertible vintage beetle. And I'm like, oh, my God. And that's what Amelie says, too. Amelie's like, is that your car? Ah, she is. Stick shift? Mm-hmm. Always. I learned on it and in mm-hmm. it. My mom had an old cabriolet that I used to drive. And wow, that just brings back some memories. All good, I hope. Except at the time Johnny Braxton broke up with me and spilled orange soda all over my car. It was the stickiest mess I ever had. I could never fully clean it up. What a strange thing to bring up, Amelie. It's very <laughs> yeah. interesting because you watch, they're talking and you're like, neither of you knows how to have a conversation. Like, they don't know how to just have, like, pleasant, small talk with a stranger. Right. And I guess maybe English is Amelie's second language, but it doesn't really seem like that. When they bring up the orange soda and the car, I'm like, this feels really, like, shoved in that this is going to be important. Like, it was like, okay, Fran and Amelie are meeting. First of all, I did not know her name was Fran. And we need to lay the groundwork for, like, 
foreshadowing that's going to come. So I was like, yes. okay, orange soda, got it, even though I did forget it, and this car. But it is, you have to imagine Fran is the villain because, you know, we need to like meet the villain fast. And because she banged on the window really aggressive. And it's just so funny to think of like a violent person driving a yellow convertible bug. <laughs> <laughs> but the way they're talking at first, which is like kind of oversharing and random. I thought, oh, is this going to be her friend in, her, you know, because Amelie's new in town. Is this going to be her yeah. blonde friend, right? Because you know a brunette has to have a blonde friend. A blonde friend has to have a brunette friend. Mm-hmm. And the person who's like, get it together. Or like, that person's dangerous. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's yes. what I thought for a second. But the problem was that as Fran was driving away, the music got real mm-hmm. intense. Yeah. The yes. music got ominous. So I was like, oh, okay. So she evil. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then we cut to Amelie in her apartment. We're getting like a townhome complex energy, okay? Yes. This is where she lives. It's a series of townhomes because her neighbor's right on top of her. And they're attached, attached yes. homes. That's important too. And so Amelie is setting up a security system in her apartment and her neighbor Margaret is like an older black lady who has the warmth of the pine saw lady, if you remember those commercials. Yes. And is outside sweeping mm-hmm. and chatting. And she's just like- Lived here nearly 10 years. Never needed security cameras. Safe neighborhood. And Amelie says it came for free with her cable package. And I was like, that's not a thing. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like a ring. We can like tell that it's a ring she's setting up basically. And it's like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. If you go into Costco and get something, I could see them throwing in a ring package. (laughs) And so then Margaret out of seemingly nowhere goes i live alone but i love kids and dogs (laughs) and and she's like and i'll watch either one of them and amelie's like i don't have a baby but we do know she has a dog because she's pretty like it and when margaret was like being nosy and offering to do things and hang out with stuff i was like this is naomi and i combined into one character i thought so too because it was i live alone but i love kids and dogs i was like okay exactly like that would be me i would literally meet you and go i will take care of your dog whatever you need you know i would Uh, offer that if i I was alone and dogless yeah but not baby no okay unless it was like little conrad's age i like them when they're little and i can just like Hold them and watch them breathe. Well, and as we see later in the film, Margaret's not a great dog watcher. Well, don't get ahead, okay? Because because I'm going to say this, though. Because I'll tell you in the next scene, though, I'm thinking maybe we need to give the dog to Margaret. Because yeah. the next scene, we see Amelie dropping her dog off at doggy daycare. <laughs> they walk into the daycare. She takes the leash off the dog, okay? Door wide open. And while she's, like, signing him in, basically giving him some, you know, the dog runs out the door. <laughs> the dog just goes, okay, Bye. I'm free. <laughs> like The man at the desk doesn't even say anything. Like, it's just like, I, this is a I, dog-based business, <laughs> and we're just letting dogs run wild. I was like, who would take their dog's leash off when they entered an open, an open uh, area with a door? I said, I don't know what you think. So then I said, so in that moment, I said, you know what, maybe Margaret is a dog, because... You know what I mean? She can't be trusted. Yeah, no, that's what I thought too. I go, let's just give it to Margaret. Right? But then, here's the thing though. Then she like runs out. It's like, buster, buster. But then the next thing, we see her in her Pilates studio. So I felt like, okay, you already back at work. You didn't look very long. You no. couldn't have looked very long. No, and what we know from seeing Amelie's business, 
I think she has very reduced hours. It feels like she teaches one class a week because at the end of every class, she says, see you next week. And it's like, that's not sustainable. We need to be having five Pilates classes a day. So it's like, absolutely. maybe she was like, I have to go back to the Pilates studio because this is my one class this week. So she's like, I'll find Buster. The dog's name is Buster, oh, which is God. like, that's like what a kid, the, the baby that watched Amelie is also the baby that is naming Buster and going to hang out with Margaret. He's a phantom baby. Maybe it's the baby from Allie McBeal that danced. But Buster is such a basic ass name from a French woman, no less, French Canadian. I will also say, Buster is a gorgeous, large golden retriever. Okay. Beautiful. I haven't seen such good golden retriever acting since Full House. Okay. This dog is a professional. (laughs) This dog is kind. This dog is stately and majestic. (laughs) Okay. Then I guess Pierce was right. Cute like the mom. Buster actually has beautiful hair. Like really pretty, long, luscious hair. So you're right. Okay, so we're back at the Pilates studio after Amelie has fully given up on her dog. And lo and behold, Pierce walks in with who? Buster. Oh my God, Buster, hi, baby. Oh my goodness. Okay, he says he found Buster alone in the park eating an ice cream cone. Also, not just ice cream, strawberry ice cream. Was he wearing a blazer and glasses too? Like, (laughs) where did Buster get thumbs or an ice cream cone? And he goes, I recognized him from his photo. He's a golden retriever. There is... Not a dog that is more golden retriever. Like, golden retrievers are everywhere, and they all look identical. Exactly. Identical. You saw one little picture of a golden, and then also, I'm sorry, why did Buster's ass have a collar? Where was Buster's microchip? Okay, you know me as a dog owner. Especially if your dog is fine as hell. If you have a pure dog, you need to protect (laughs) it, because people will steal your dog and sell it on the black market. Okay? (laughs) People will. Yeah, I would. Buster would show up at like a rescue, like Cindy Crawford walking into an orphanage. Like all the dogs would be like, Buster, get here. Like Buster is hot. Buster is getting adopted the very next day. You know what I mean? Like you, but like that's what I mean. It's like, you better chip. Mabel, you know my daughter is gorgeous. You think I don't have layers on layers because somebody will scoop her up. And because Mabel is very fickle. Okay. She would go home with the first person who seemed rich. So if if I don't mark her, I mean, she will not come back to me. You know what? She's looking at people's handbags and being like, "Mm, I could upgrade from Naomi. Absolutely. So that's what I was wondering. Like, Buster was so quick to run out the door that I'm like, does Buster hate Amelie? Does Buster (laughs) hate Florida? I mean, that is a long haired dog in southern Florida. I I don't know if we thought that through coming from Quebec. Exactly. Absolutely. I agree with you. Okay. So then, of course, she's like, I'm going to send you a Venmo. A reward. Yeah. A thousand bucks. Look, as much as I think that Buster is worth every penny and more, I I can't. Uh, Your membership. A year. On me. No, no, no. I just, uh, I can't accept that. And then he's like, let me treat you to dinner in exchange for the free classes, which are already in exchange for getting her dog back. So they just want to keep giving each other stuff. And it's like, okay, we get it. You have a crush. You're trying to make it happen. To me, I think Pierce is like, oh, it's a new girl in town. Like, he just wants, he likes the new thing in town. Like, he's been with every other woman. Yeah, yeah. It's like, how does Barbara know he's a tiger in the bed? Barbara and him are not running in the same circles. I honestly feel suspicious of a British person in Florida. 
Like nothing mm-hmm, could mm-hmm, seem mm-hmm. less British, like the heat, the humidity, the sun, the energy of the people. Like yeah. that is not the British techiness. at I all. Know. The techiness. I mean, he's on the run. Like I think, again, I assume I'm like he's on the run from something because again, he is yeah. a media mogul. He owns a newspaper where you're like, you don't have to live this way. Like you could even, you know, people own things in one state and live in another. You know what I'm of saying? So course. it's like, Han, I was like, Han, you do not have to be in Florida just because your newspaper is. Okay, so they go to dinner as the thank you circle continues. Mm-hmm. And we find out Amelie has been married. She's like, divorced. It was very like bachelor. Like, my secret is I'm divorced. It's like, <laughs> oh my God. And it's like, I'm sure everyone in Florida is divorced. And I say of that. Of course as someone who lives in LA where everyone is divorced. She was married and her ex cheated on her several times. Several, several, okay? And then Pierce says- Had one serious girlfriend once, but that ended well over a decade ago. Hmm. Mm. Dated someone briefly last year. That ended with a bang. What happened? She was intense, very, very intense. So they're bonding over exes. Now, unrelated, I will say that something that really pinged me in this dinner date was that Amelie says... It's my favorite. It's called poutine. Y'all, Amelie, she's eating a fry and a curd, if anything. Okay? Mm -hmm. This woman has a legit six-pack. Poutine ain't your favorite food. Don't you lie to me, Amelie. Don't you lie to me. It's, like, real rude. She says it like it's this really, like exotic she's like poutine yes it's the food of that like pierce has never heard of it it's like i know he's like what is it it's like pierce come on now pierce has heard of chips okay (laughs) but his description of the breakup he talks about his ex i find it so sus i don't buy it for a second listen to this well we met because we hired her tech firm to do some of our social media stuff Mm -hmm. and and she kind of well how do I put this? Uh, started tracking me online. Yeah, out of the blue, she would bring up a tweet I'd made where I tagged a journalist whose story we published or a mm-hmm. retail owner whose <clears throat> shop we have profiled in the local business section. Accusations that I was flirting with them, even though I'd never met any of them. Mm-hmm. The final straw came when I came back from a run to find her standing outside my house waiting for me. She looked like she hadn't slept in a day and she flew off into a rage about how I changed my running route. She was monitoring your jogging routine? I have no idea. I didn't ask her. But to make a long story shorter, I cut it off. It had only been three weeks and that was really long enough to realize that it was just never going to work. Okay, now I'm going to tell you I don't believe this for half a second. There is Mm -hmm. something about when a man tells a story Mm -hmm. that just paints the woman solely as like the person who's off that I immediately am like, what mm-hmm. did you do? What's wrong mm-hmm. here? I don't buy it. Now, here's what I'm going to say. If you've been dating for someone three weeks, do not refer to them as your ex. Mm-hmm. He says my ex was delusional. You called her and it was three weeks. Like You're delusional. So is, thank you. <laughs> thank you. So it's like Pierce is also extra and we can really see that in the way he is trying to pursue Amelie so quickly. Yeah, it's it's got love bomb energy. Love bomb. Um, energy. He has narcissistic qualities for sure. Absolutely. And he's like, she tried to ruin my career by making up rumors that I was flirting with people. It's like, sir, this is 2022 in Florida. They would elect you governor. Okay. <laughs> so let's calm down on that. So then they both get a text message from Barbara or Kirsten Chenoweth about her upcoming, and she even calls it an eyes wide shut theme party. Yeah. And I don't think I've ever seen all of eyes wide shut. What is eyes wide shut is like, 
They're swingers, but it's violent? What is it? I don't know. I think it's like a sex party thriller. All I know is people are in masks and costumes. And so then you don't know who's done what when it's all over. Okay. It's crazy to theme a party that. Like, we can <laughs> we can do Masquerade, Great Gatsby. I'm telling you, it is Florida. This is exactly what you do when you are wealthy and jobless in Florida. I'm not okay. surprised at all that she would be hosting some sort of a sex party in her ho- in her home. The Florida listeners are going to come for us after this episode. They need to come for the motion picture. The movie is painting Florida in a bad light. The first <laughs> thing out of Barbara's mouth is, I hear he's a tiger in bed. It's like, Barbara, it's 12 p.m. We are in Pilates class. Calm down. Ugh. Gosh, see you next week. Okay, and so they exchange numbers because she agrees to go if she's his date. So he picks her up. Wow, you look... Too much. I know, I just, I didn't have time to... Gorgeous. When he comes to pick her up, he's wearing... The scariest mask. I don't know if you've ever seen The Strangers. Is that what it's called? Like, he is wearing a full face mask that is painted gold that is so unsettling. I'm like, no, that's, I don't think that's what you were supposed to be wearing. (laughs) And he's wearing like a shiny, like kind uh, of like a silver, almost not sequindy, but like glittery. Magician. Yes. He's holding a bouquet of dark red roses. It gave me very Buffy the Vampire Slayer energy. And this moment I felt like, okay, Pierce, you definitely auditioned to play Angel. In 1996, okay? He's giving me early aughts vampire realness. And Amelie is plunging neckline, like, flowy situation. She's doing a nice little masquerade half mask. Yes. You know, she knows where her bread is buttered, honey. Okay? Amelie's giving us form-fitting. She's giving us slinky. She's serving. She's in lingerie. And it's, like, hot. And it's, like... Okay, I guess you found the lingerie shop, or did you bring that from Montreal? So we get to the house. The house has Real Housewives of Miami written all over it. I am not convinced this isn't Lisa Hochstein's house that she was just forced to move out of. So it's like a large mansion. Everyone is horny. It has really horny energy, horny music. And this is the party that we saw in the beginning credits, obviously. So we know something is going to go down. And we see... Amelie sort of like taking it in and like impressed, but also like, what's this vibe? But she seems into it. She seems like yeah. so like captivated by this, by, by this setting. And I was like, really? It just makes me want to like pop an antibiotic. I don't know. I'd be scared. I'd be yeah. scared because she goes to get Pierce a drink and then she comes back, hands it to a guy who's in the same exact outfit and has the same <laughs> exact gold mask, full face gold mask as Pierce. But then it's not Pierce because he's wearing a ring on his finger that Pierce does not have. And he like is really creepy because she's like, Pierce, here's your drink. And he's like, like really. Uh-huh. This is what I mean, the horny energy, the grossness. But also, can we talk about the world where Pierce's insane full face covering mask and <laughs> shiny magician suit comes in another size? I mean, yeah. two people wearing the same terrible outfit. Like if Pierce was giving us something classic and casual, I could see someone else wearing it. Exactly. Like, oh, the other guy in the tux and he just like picks up a gold mask, you know? But for... Two people to be in, like, a shiny glitter silver suit. I just said to myself, this is Florida. 
This is Florida. Yeah. Sorry, Florida. I said what I said. Now I'm getting self-conscious because I wore a shiny glitter suit when I did the Tonight Show. No, it was not this, though. You know exactly what I'm talking about, Megan. Yours, it was a shiny material. Yeah. But this is like glitter. Yeah. No, someone did say I look like a magician's assistant. (laughs) And it's like, I hired a stylist, you know, so it's like, that hurts. Okay, so then we catch up with Barbara. Boom. Look at you two. Barbara, the one and only. Wow. (laughs) I'm honestly glad we get so much Barbara in this film because she really does keep it going. And her husband is younger (laughs) and he owns a used car dealership, I'm convinced. Oh, yeah. He's definitely that energy. We don't find that out, but he is like, he is selling illegal imported cars. He's, He's waste management. Okay, Okay, he's in waste management. That is his energy. And at one point, they're like talking about her house, but they're also talking about something else because Barbara goes, what can I say? I like them big. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's what I'm talking about. It's like, calm down. I just feel like Barbara's always wearing a diaphragm. She just has diaphragm energy ready to go at all times. She's like, I am menopausal. Let's do this. Yeah, like a diaphragm despite... <laughs> flow not coming to visit exactly. her anymore. She's just like ready. And I just feel like, what? And so, but then here's the thing I thought was funny. Pierce asked Barbara if he can give Amelie a tour of the house. But here's my question. Have you been here before, Pierce? Are you yeah. a regular? How do you know how to give a tour? So then I started to wonder, is Barbara the woman from the dinner that Pierce was like flirting with that his ex was like, you guys have a vibe? Because the thing is, from oh. watching Pierce and Barbara interact, I think they have a vibe too. Like, I'm like, <laughs> so far, I'm on the delu- quote unquote delusional ex's side. So, yeah, Pierce is walking her around the house. Maybe that's how Barbara knows he's a tiger in the sack, you know? (laughs) And they're looking at art and they come across a painting that they find to be, I think, beautiful and that I find to be semi-terrifying. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they give their little art history 101 impressions of it. Well, listen to this. What do you think has transpired between them? Well, art is about perception. It's in the eye of the beholder, isn't it? It is. So what would yours be of this? (laughs) An argument, maybe? He's asked for forgiveness. And, And she's given in. Again. What's yours? What is your perception? Well, he's... He's worried. She's exhausted. Maybe he's safe though. Okay, look, you really made it all about you, Amelie. For the record, y'all, this is a painting of a man carrying a woman on the beach, okay? At best, it's about somebody in Jesus' arms, okay? One pair of <laughs> footprints is when I carried you. Oh my that gosh. is all you can get. Okay. Oh my gosh. It's like the, rev- it is now that you say that, like the reverse of the, what is it? The piety. That's like, you know, when mom, what's the mom's name? Mary. Mary. Is that her name? <laughs> <laughs> the mom. What? Yeah. Mary. You know, when Mary's holding Jesus, mm-hmm. it's the reverse of that. It's like Jesus came back and held Mary your yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God, I it's... didn't even think of that. At I best. I thought it looked like, like a weird 80s singer. Holding his first wife. (laughs) 
It's your first wife. Oh my God. Well, you guys, somehow talking about this painting and Amelie talking about how her ex, you know, stripped her of her self-esteem and made her feel terrible leads to them kissing. And I just don't understand how talking about how the person you were last with ruined you is romantic. Like to me, that's like, it would be like, okay, I'm not going to kiss you because you're obviously still in it and struggling. And yeah, for some yeah. reason it was like, let's make out. And they have this touching moment. And then, and then I'm always like, oh, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Try to fresh, make sure it's all clean down there so she can really get after it. <laughs> so she, she goes to the bathroom. Oh my God, Megan wearing bike shorts. It has changed her whole vibe that's, today. I mean, that's just a classic, that's a classic Megan move to be like, let me go powder my nose. And what you're really doing is going, we clean? All right, we good. <laughs> Amelie goes to the bathroom and on her way back to meet Pierce, she bumps into a woman who's wearing a gold mask. I don't know. It's like, is there like a bucket of gold masks when you walk in the house? It's like, I don't know. A party city of gold masks. Exactly. But she also has like a diamond studded lightning bolt earring. So we noticed that. And they bump into each other, but then the woman just keeps going. And then when Amelie comes back, she sees a man on the ground, as we saw in the opening scene, face down, knocked over the head, blood all over his head. And the dead man is the man who's wearing the same suit and mask as Pierce, which is why Amelie's like, Pierce? Pierce? But then we know, no, no, it's the other guy. It's the creep with the ring. Yeah. And that man is dead. Okay. Dun, dun. He did. He did. And here's what's funny. The party keep popping off. Wow. This is what's hysterical about Barbara. She said, the, the show must go on. Show must go on. She said, okay, guys, let the drinks move to the kitchen. The caterers came. The sliders right. are here. Right. So what are we going to do? Not eat them? We're not going to have the bruschetta skewers? <laughs> no, we must. Everybody keep eating and drinking. And nobody liked that guy with his weird gold mask. Yeah. I feel like when Amelie bumped into the woman in the hallway, the woman stood there for like a while. Yes, she Like, did. it's like, this is clearly whoever committed the crime. Beat it, bitch. And like, I know. She like I know. looks at Just Amelie. Just staring at her. It's so, and I, it is creepy. So like that, and that was, I think, on purpose. So that effect, but it's like, you're not a good criminal because you well, really lingered. Absolutely. So after this, we go back to Pilates and this time Fran is in the class. Made and, it. And there's a moment where like Fran and Barbara share a look like, and they're like separated like four machines apart and they share a look and then Barbara's like, I need to talk to you after class. And so you're thinking, okay, Barbara, this has to do with the party, maybe, or that look you just gave to Fran. So then after class, Fran is like at the front desk talking to Amelie, and Amelie's like, you have a <laughs> drill in your bag? <laughs> like a full She doesn't drill? even say it weird, though. She's like, are you doing some construction? And Fran could have been like, yeah, but she's like, oh, uh, no, that's just, that's a little side thing. I got a project that I'm doing. And it's like, well, that made it weirder. Just say, yeah, I'm hanging some pictures. I know. She's like, it's a little side thing. And you're like, okay, uh, well. What is it? And then Amelie's like, oh, no, it looks like a pen exploded in your bag. And they have this weird exchange, even weirder than the orange soda. Yeah. And Amelie's like, that happened and ruined my favorite, and I quote, satchel. <laughs> and that it taught me I've never never and i mean never carried a pen in my bag again and you're like what are you guys talking about this is insane it's so wild and so like when that happens you're kind of like okay you're really hanging a lantern on this and then barbara <laughs> she was like you know she had wanted to talk to amelie after class but then she just kind of walks by and is like we'll talk later 
And then Fran is like, Hi, Barb. Bye, Barbara. <laughs> like, real pointed. So you know they know each other. And Barbara just goes, uh-huh. Oh, I loved it. Barbara is my favorite. She don't hide it. She don't like you. We got to get Barbara and Margaret in the same room. Because it's like, they've got the tea on the whole city. What city do you think this is? Clearwater. It is where (laughs) the Scientologists are based. I think it is just like, you know, pretty enough for like these mansions, but also Amelie's townhouse. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's got to be a little relatable. So then Fran just stands there in silence and Amelie's like, "Uh, I hate to rush you out the door. I just, I have a private session starting soon. And then Fran is pissed and says, oh, you take private lessons now? And Amelie's like, uh, yeah. And she goes, it's not the hunk I saw leaving your class when I missed it the other day. And then, Amelie's like, yeah, that's him. And then Fran picks up the picture of Buster and slams it down on the desk, breaking it. And then just leaves. And then just leaves. And it's like, this is what I mean. Fran, you are too obviously mentally unstable to have gotten away with anything. Because you see Fran and you go, she did it. Whatever it is, she did it. Do you know what I mean? Like, she's not someone you forget. She's not someone where you're like, maybe she's having a bad day. You're like, no, this woman is not well and dangerous. Okay? What the hell did Buster do to deserve that? Thank you. What he got to do with anything. And then even better, there's exploded pen that spills on the floor. (laughs) So then she's got to clean that up. So that Amelie's on the floor like Cinderella, just scrubbing. Uh... And then Pierce shows up and they start having their little private lesson. And it's, again, soft core. Soft core, okay? She's biting her lip watching him on the machine. He's doing some sort of a pelvic butt move, and she's like, let me show you. Do you see how I'm squeezing my butt muscles? That's a quote. That's a quote. And then she literally is like, feel my butt, okay? (laughs) She puts his hand on her butt. I need y'all to, see, this is another thing about the Pilates class you need to know, which we know from when Fran banged on the window. This place is entirely windowed. Yeah. If you are walking down the street, you can see into this Pilates class. Mm-hmm. You can see into him grabbing her butt. Mm-hmm. Okay? So this is what I don't get. Yeah. You are visible to the whole street, and y'all are having sensual touching, and it seems like it's going to escalate, but then the FedEx guy comes and breaks their focus. Okay, so then they're like, we got to set a date to have more, and they set that for Friday night dinner at Pierce's place. And then we are at Pierce's media company. He is working. Which is like a newspaper. I'm not, media company is so strong when all we see is a newspaper. He owns a paper. It has a website. Okay, that's what I'm going to say. But sure, media. So one of the reporters comes in and she wants to cover the murder that happened at the party, obviously. And Pierce is like, Brian left behind two kids and a lot of grieving family members and friends, many of whom I know personally. So we're not going to sensationalize this one, okay? Which it's like, okay, well, you're not good. At exactly. The, you're, you're not good bad. at your job. You're exactly. bad. And you're also like not moral. And then he asks about another story she's writing. And she's like, oh, I sent it to your email. And so he opens it. And it's a picture of Amelie that says, this is a news story. It's a picture of Amelie from like a faraway lens. Walking out of the Pilates studio. Yes. that it, And it says that Amelie was dating the man who died at the party in the headline. And Pierce says, Dale. What? What the hell is this? What do you mean? 
Sources close to the investigation say that Amelie Dido is thought to have been in a romantic relationship with the deceased. Dido, a Canadian transplant, is currently under investigation for running a sex ring. Where does it say that? Out of a newly established Pilates studio. I didn't write that, boss. What do you mean you didn't write it? I mean that I didn't write that. I've never seen that photo before and I don't even know who she is. I think our system's been hacked, Pierce. Yeah, open your account now and erase it. We need it off the system and change the passcodes. I don't know how to change the passcodes. Well, call Brody in tech. Do it now. Okay. Okay, wow. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. <laughs> okay, so... First takeaway, Pierce is not a nice boss. Sure. He is yelling at Gail. He is yelling for Brody. He it seems like he's an abusive media mogul. <laughs> but it's also very clear in this moment. You're like, oh, okay, so Fran is the ex of Pierce's because he did say that the ex had did the tech for the office. She's the one with the tech skills. She hacked into their system and wrote that up. And it, it's just such a weird example of like, did you think that was going to get printed in the newspaper without anybody <laughs> noticing? You're the editor. <laughs> like, I was just like, Fran, what did you think was going to happen? That you like, you wrote this, you were like, it's going to make it. It's going to be in the paper. Oh and then it's going to be like, I'm going to ruin her. It's like, well, you know, someone's got to review this thing before it goes to press. Okay. I love that he's like, Gail, not again. She's like, I did not write this. <laughs> so Fran's the ex. She's the tech. She's crazy. And of course, this is what Barb confirms in the next scene when she and Amelie are at lunch. You cannot let her back in your studio or anywhere near you for that matter. Why? Amelie, that is Pierce's ex. Does Pierce know that she was there? No, she left the studio before he came. Good. I am going to give you the same advice that Pierce is going to give you. You need to keep her away from you. So she's telling us everything like Fran, was like being a stalker. She accused Barb of having a relationship with, or at least sleeping with Pierce. And she was like, um, leave me alone. And while all this is happening, Fran is parked across the street from the restaurant, watching them talk while blaring heavy metal music. And we see that Fran is wearing the lightning bolt earring that the quote unquote murderer from the party was. I wonder if it's the same person. <laughs> and I will say this. What I love, though, because and this is where because you know we said like Margaret and Barb. I will say this. At one point, Barb is like, ever since my party, I'm thinking the worst of everyone. And yeah. I was like, yes, Barb. Absolutely. <laughs> I was like, this is who I am. The person who's like, let me tell you who's evil and who to avoid. I'm thinking the worst of everyone. So in a way, it's like, you know what? We're both Barb and Margaret. If we could take away, if you could have mm. Barb's horny energy. Uh-huh. With Margaret's nosiness. Mm -hmm. And I would have Barb's distrust of everyone with Margaret's willingness to watch a dog. Wow. Okay. At least you have one good quality, which is watching dogs. I have no good qualities. I'm horny and gossip, <laughs> which is like kind of true. Okay. So then Amelie is leaving the restaurant. She's going home and Fran pulls up in the yellow bug and it's like, hey, do you need a ride? She's like... I'm literally offering to save you some money. Give you a ride. It's not a big deal. Amelie's like, no, says no five different times. And then is like, my ride share is here. And Fran's like, <laughs> whatever. Like, she is so intense. And it's like, the car is here. Like, she's like, whatever. And then like, drives off. And this is what I mean. I'm like, how has Fran gotten away with anything ever? She is so obviously unstable. And me. Mm -hmm. I'll give you a ride. I'll give you a ride. I'm trying to save you money. Okay, whatever. It's like, 
Fran, you don't even know her, sis. No. Calm down. I'm wondering if Fran was normal and then like the Pierce breakup broke her. No, nope. you know, like no, nope. she was not normal. She was never. So then we see one of about 500 different what I'm what I think to be really style stylish and great sort of CSI Miami slash bloodline. If anyone watched that Netflix show B roll, you know, it's like we are in Southern California and it is sexy, but it is also scary. Florida. Yeah, we're in Southern Florida. We're by the bayou. There could be alligators at any time. So then next we are at Pierce's giant modern gorgeous mansion his you know while barbara's was like broke and just like a little gaudy pierce's sleek clean lines they're both serving nancy meyers beige okay we're talking cream taupe beige energy and amelie is impressed she's like you live in a mansion (laughs) and like as she's walking in she's like by humble abode you mean lavish mansion it's very Annie the musical. I think I'm gonna like it here. <laughs> you know, she's planning. She's planning her future, okay? And so later on, they're sitting there like in the evening because it starts out like sun-drenched, okay? This is obviously a summer night. She's gotten there at 7 p.m. But now it's like, then kind of it gets dark. And then she tells Pierce that Fran came to the Pilates studio. And then he reveals he had to get a restraining order on her. And he's even like, okay, she was at the studio. That is alarming. But then Amelie says, everyone deals with breakups differently. Maybe she's having a hard time letting go. (laughs) Amelie. First of all, they only dated for three weeks. If you have a hard time letting go in three weeks, you're not well. Okay? You're in for a world of hurt. You don't know how to deal with life. Okay? Second, she just offered to give you a ride like she had the duct tape and the knife in the trunk. Okay? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Why is she acting like, well, you know what? I did look up my my ex on Facebook. It's like, yeah, no, honey, that's not it. No, and I guess I like that Amelie's like, we need to give women the benefit of the doubt. You know, yeah. it's like, there's the truth. There's your story and my story and the truth. So I, I get that she's like, maybe Pierce sucks. But like, that's not even what she's implying. She's implying that, uh, that Fran is normal. And we all know that not to be true this point mm-hmm. so then they strip down to their underwear and go swimming in the pool and it's really sexy yep they immediately start making out yes and then the fire alarm goes off and we like it, it's like implied that he's burned dinner in some way and then we cut to the dinner table and dinner was burned they are dressed and they're eating something else like he was like i had to order food basically it's yeah. like well you would have liked the chicken that i burned But then they're sitting there eating, but then Amelie notices that something's up with his security system. Like the little kind of iPad thingy is broken. And she's like about to leave. And she notices that a pen exploded in her bag. (laughs) Okay. Is weird because you know Amelie said she never keeps pens in her bag. Uh, but we I, we knew, we knew, dun, dun, the pen has exploded in the bag. And the stain is massive. It's got to be the world's largest pen. It's yeah. got to be the, I mean, a fountain pen made out of an actual fountain. Because yeah. it, it's crazy. The whole thing is destroyed. But then she's like, weird. And like, just is like ready to leave. I'm like, but if you never, I don't know. I just would have had a lot more. I would have needed to unpack that a lot more if I was her. I thought it was shocking she wasn't staying there to have sex. <laughs> well, have I think she already horniest. did. I think they did. Oh. I'm convinced they uh. did. Because they were in the pool, <laughs> the alarm's going off, and they didn't stop. So <laughs> I assume yeah. they just let the alarm keep going. 
And also, too, because before she leaves, because she, she ordered a ride share, which I felt like, I'm sorry, Pierce has the money. If you're He's not getting rich. a private driver. Yeah. But anyway, but before she leaves, he said. But the expensive sounding cliche, that was sincerely the best evening I've had in years. So thank you. So, I mean, mm. come on. In years? Yeah. Calm down, you know? So Amelie gets home and she doesn't see, but we see like a figure in her upstairs window, which is obviously Fran. <laughs> yeah, you can tell she has the ponytail. Yeah, the, like, the top knot. perfect she, ponytail. And then like her her door is open, not like wide open, but you know, unlocked. Unlocked. And so Amelie gets in the house and she's like, Buster, Buster. And I just said to myself, you the worst damn dog owner ever. But Buster doesn't respond. But then when she turns on the kitchen light, he's sitting there. Like, he's, like, sitting there like a good dog. Again, he's a professional actor. And when she goes to pet him, she's like, why are you sticky? (laughs) Okay? Then, and then the door, the front door slams. And she's like, huh, Uh, just the wind. What wind? If anything, it's, like, 90% humidity and still and balmy in Florida. And why didn't you close the door behind you? Anyway. So then... She goes to feed Buster and notices there is orange soda <laughs> in his water bowl. And like, you're like, okay, weird. But Buster, somebody's got a sweet tooth. Like, <laughs> it just makes no sense because it's also like, and as, as producer Aisha pointed out, the orange soda does look like tomato soup. It looks like a bowl yeah. of soup. And or so it blood. Took me a, it, yeah, so it wasn't, it's only because Amelie goes, orange soda. That I even know what it is because I'm like yeah. very confused. And then, of course, just to make sure we're all clear, we see a flashback of her telling Fran about how her high school boyfriend spilled soda on her car. I still don't understand how that's supposed to connect to soda in the dog bowl. I think it's just supposed to be like Fran was here. But it's like, OK, so the pen and the soda. Yes, like Fran was there. These aren't intimidating things, though. Well, exactly. And Amelie dials 911 and then they're like, how can we help you? And even Amelie's like, ugh. I don't know what I'm going to say. Just hangs up. Because it's like, what are you going to say? Someone gave my dog soda. And it's like, ma'am, he was also eating strawberry ice cream. (laughs) Right, right. He was like, you're the worst dog owner ever. Because it's like, first of all, your dog is sticky. And you're not like, what happened here? Why are you sticky? Also, you should have brought Buster to the mansion. He would have loved to run around. He's not, that townhouse doesn't give him room to roam. If I started dating somebody who had a giant backyard in a mansion, I'd be like, bring in the dog. Let him go outside. Let him dig holes. Especially a golden. They love pools. Hello. Let him have a nice little sunset. Oh, my God. So the next day, Pierce calls to get his security system fixed. And the operator is like, well, sir, you deactivated it at 9.47 p.m. last night. And he's like, what? No, I didn't. And so, you know, it's like reactivated from afar. Like, you know, the operator does something. And we see a video of Fran. Okay. And this is during his date. With Amelie, okay? So they're out in the pool, you know, probably hooking up. And we see Fran walking in his kitchen. She waves at the camera after putting a pen in Amelie's bag. (laughs) I just think these are such weirdly low stakes. They are. Like, yes, the fact that she can break in is scary, but I was like, a pen? Like, are you really risking being caught trespassing in a rich man's house to explode a pen? To give someone a gift? (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I was like, if you're going to do that, I expect you to, like, shred all the clothes in his closet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, something big. So he freaks out when he sees that she was there, of course. And he calls Amelie and is like, lock your doors. I'm on my way to you. He goes to her house and she tells him what 
she describes as coincidences. <laughs> Where she's like, when she first came to my class, she had ink leaking from her bag. And I told her this story. I know this sounds stupid, but how I don't carry pens in my purse anymore. And then I also told her this story about how I spilled orange soda in my car. She's been here. Pierce, I, I know this sounds nuts, but it's the only thing that makes sense. The back door? Yeah, I made sure that was locked last but night. the front door, was that open when you got back? Yes, but it slammed. It was like open and then shut, like the wind, maybe. There's more. Barb told me she thinks she saw Fran at the party. She's not sure, but she thinks so. And as this is all happening, Pierce calls the cop who is obviously, who is probably investigating his stalking case against Fran from back in the day and leaves a message. Amelie's freaking out, okay? And then they go to take a walk on the beach, I guess to just unwind, shake it off, something, mm-hmm. get some fresh air. And they're with Buster. Thank God she brought Buster. I just feel like, it's like, why do you keep leaving him at home? Goldens need stimuli, okay? They need activity. So they've taken him on the walk. And Buster's like whining. And she's like, oh, he has to pee, but won't do it on the beach. And so there's like, you know, kind of wooded area right off the shore. And so Pierce goes, okay, I'll go take him. I'll go take him. Now, why wouldn't Amelie go with him, Mecca? Yes. Yes. One, this is her dog. So I just don't know. And also, if she is freaking out, uncomfortable, why would she want to be like left alone? She's literally just like left alone to gaze out at the water. Yeah. You know, she's giving us very Summer's Eve box, just gazing out, the wind going. Yeah, a a, a prescription drug commercial for sure. Absolutely. There are many moments in this film where they're like, we're terrified. And then it's like, I'll be right back. I "I thought we were staying together. I I thought we were staying together. And they leave doors open a lot. I mean. So it's like. They, they're they giving us mixed signals with the level of terrified they are. Well, also, too, one thing I noted during their walk, you know, Pierce says that his family moved to Florida when he was 10. Pierce is easily 35 if he's a day. Yeah. I think the accent, then, is a real tryhard. You are 100% correct. I, when I heard 10, I was like, oh, no, you should be, you should sound like me. Like, <laughs> you should not be like, the muscular, like, what, what? What? But like now I'm like, are you even British? You know, like exactly. I, I, I know Fran is like the quote unquote antagonist. I think Pierce is a bad guy, too. Yeah, something's going on with him. Something's going on. I think they're lies. He's running from something. Something's happening. OK, but I can't even stay mad and focused on Pierce because as Amelie's gazing out at the water, she gets knocked over the back of the head with a conch shell <laughs> and she wakes up in the hospital. Okay, okay, Megan, we got to take a break because Summer's Eve, you know, the depression commercial that tells us all the side effects as you gaze out is suddenly knocked over the back of the head and I'm not ready and I've got to come down from this. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, we're back, okay? Yes, someone has just been bonked on the head. You know that's probably my number one way to be injured in a Lifetime film. (laughs) She comes to you in the hospital. Amelie comes to you. Pierce is by her side. I need to know where they put Buster. You know me. I'm constantly wondering what has been done to this dog. I bet he's like tied to a wheelchair out front. <laughs> just like, you know, stringing it behind him like he's in damn Julius Caesar film. <laughs> like a chariot. Oh my God, Buster is a horse and the wheelchair is a chariot. And he's giving people rides in the parking lot. <laughs> Oh, my God. So the doctor asks Amelie, like, you know, do you know where you are? Are you okay? And it seems, you know, she hasn't been too badly injured. Her brain's all there. (laughs) And then a cop comes to the hospital who wants to ask questions to, quote, jog her memory. But the questions are not about the attack she just suffered on the beach. It's about the murder that took place at Barbara's house. And I'm like, I'm sorry. The woman was just bonked over the head. I think we need to address this. <laughs> right. Can't you wait? Can't, like, can, how about you do the bonk on the head questions while she's recovering from the bonk? Thank and you. then the non-bonk questions when she's out of the hospital. Exactly. I don't know, but <laughs> Naomi exactly. and I, once again, not cops, might do a better job, though. <laughs> so then she's like, I saw a friend running from that room. She had a, a firebolt earring. And she remembers that she saw it on the masked murderer and on Fran and in the car and in the Pilates class. And then she goes, oh, my God, the murderer must be Fran. And it's like, it's like welcome to yeah. reality, Amelie. Catching up with everybody else. Okay. Okay. So then we cut to Amelie is handing Buster off to Margaret because, gosh, she's had such a busy week of not knowing where he is or why he's sticky. So time to get him off her hands. And so they are going away for the weekend. Yeah. Amelie and Pierce. Yeah. Vacation. And then Margaret's like, will you throw away some dust? Because she thinks a mouse dug a hole in her wall. (laughs) And then she says the exterminator is going to come. So it's like, this is like, mm, these are also specific details, too. I know. I also think it's funny that Margaret is like, will you toss this in the trash? And the trash is like two feet away from her. Yeah. Do you know what I I mean? She's like, like, you do that. Do this. And it's like, you literally just reached it. Like when handing it to her, you just reached it. Toss that, please. Margaret has a bad knee, and she's like, this little skinny bitch, she can take out all my trash. (laughs) I'm watching her damn dog. So, okay, you're like, okay, you think a mouse dug a hole? I was like, I don't think they do that, Margaret. (laughs) So obviously something's going on, you know, and we kind of remember, you know, remember Fran said she has a side project with a drill, so who knows? But anyway, (laughs) we're now at Pierce's beach house, all right? It is different from the other beach they was walking on, okay? It's Florida. It's all beach. Yeah. And they talk about Fran and not knowing why she's like this. Listen to this. Why do you think Fran's having a hard time letting go? You said your first couple dates were fun. Yeah, they were fun. She was. She was, she was fun. But then she wasn't. This is obsessive behavior. And I'm not a psychologist. I can't begin to understand how someone becomes this way. I even felt bad for her in the beginning. 
But now this is, it's just gone on too long. I mean, our whole relationship, if we can call it that, was just three weeks. Yeah, I knew her for a year before that. She'd come and go from the office, but I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to say is it's just a little bit unbelievable, really, getting tangled up with someone like her. Okay. Now, for some reason, even though I know Fran is unstable, I'm still like, what did you do to make her this way, Pierce? I, right. I just, between him having a British accent when he lived in Florida since he was 10, him being like, she's my ex and we dated for three weeks, don't trust a man when he says a woman is crazy because it's like you are obviously there are two sides to this relationship what did you do and i yeah. know that that's my personal issue because fran is clearly in her own world okay so then they have dinner in this like rustic beach house very nancy myers yes is in addition to the beach house that he lives in and then they start dancing because there's a record player and then we show them getting freaky as i like to call it i was like <laughs> Oh my God. I was like, thank God Conrad's not in the room with me while I'm watching this because he is not ready to see this. The next morning, and this is the thing. So like for this relationship, what I'm getting is basically that this this is a chemical attraction. I see no sense that these two people have shared interests or make each other laugh or anything like that. It's like they're both trauma bonded and horny for each other. That's all I'm getting. Mm-hmm. Like, I, even if not for Fran, I would see this relationship fizzling after a month. Like, they would hook up and then get bored and then it'd be whatever. Oh, when a rich guy starts dating a Pilates instructor, there is nothing more classic mm-hmm. than that. Like, that, like, I just kept having that play in the back of my mind that it's like, yeah, I'm kind of on Fran's side. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Sorry. I know. The next day... Pierce is like putting together a lunch basket, making sandwiches. And then Amelie's like, I'm going to go to the beach to collect seashells. And I'm like, what are you, six years old? <laughs> what is going on? You know who else collects seashells? Who? Take a wild guess. Peggy? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Peggy Gailey. Also, we'll go to the beach to collect seashells. So while I was like, ugh, what are you, a child? I was like, my mother does this too. <laughs> but remember... They have gotten away because they were afraid. They were in pursuit. And they separate. Separate. She goes, I'm going to go get some shells. And lo and behold, who rolls up on her at the beach but Fran? Listen to this. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. It's a beautiful day, right? It's a little windy. (laughs) Oh, I love seashells. And dogs, too. It's a shame so many people complain about them on the beach, am I right? I always had a cat growing up, so I never thought too much about a dog, you know? It's always this, like, love-hate relationship I have with them. But, uh, since we're all about love recently, I figured we'd go with that. So good to see you. (laughs) Okay, so she's friendly. They actually have, like, a really nice interaction. But it leads Amelie to be like, bears! And, like, so what I take away from this interaction is, a, I guess the possibility could be Fran followed them. But B, and even more likely, is that Pierce in those three weeks that they were dating brought Fran to this beach house. Oh, yeah. 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 He Again, he love bombs. He goes all in. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, let me take you to dinner. Let me come to my house the next day. Like, it's, a, it's like, okay, it's literally been a week and a half and y'all have seen each other 17 times. And so... Basically, because she, she like screams for Pierce, he runs like out of an action movie and he's like, Fran is here. And then they run back into the house to pack. It's like, we're getting out of here. They leave the door wide open, FYI. Sure. And then Amelie has a bunch of missed, missed like calls from Margaret. So 
as they're driving away, basically Margaret's like, Buster was locked in the house. And it was like, <laughs> how is Buster locked in his own home when you were in there? And then basically Amelie didn't even give her a key because again, Buster was supposed to stay with Margaret. And she's like, well, how did he get in there? And then Margaret's like, this dominator. She said she needed to check your place. And I was like, Fran? Exactly. It was like, what? Exterminator. You believed hot Fran, blonde Miley Cyrus was an exterminator? This is not a porn, Margaret. I mean, it kind of is. But like Fran is, if you see a hot female exterminator, maybe just assume something's amiss. Yeah, absolutely. That is not correct. And so, you know, of course, Amelie's terrified is like, I didn't call an exterminator. So she's freaking out. They're running in the house. They go running upstairs to find Buster. And on the way upstairs, there's a message scrawled on the mirror, like in the living room, in lipstick that says, go back to where you came from. And I wanted it to have like a bitch, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. go back to where you came from felt like a little soft. I needed it to be like, get out of here, bitch. Like, that's <laughs> what. <laughs> and the lipstick's purple. So it's like, you know what? Nice of you to ruin the worst lipstick Amelie had. That's very true. That's very true. Well, oh, you think it was Amelie's lipstick? I assume that's what Fran keeps in her purse. The lipstick oh, for messages. I thought she got there and was like, let's see what else I can ruin. <laughs> but luckily, oh God, Amelie gets to the top of the stairs. Buster is there. Buster, <laughs> I do think Buster needs to make a little more noise. Okay. Most <laughs> like when you're like Buster, she's calling your name. You're saying nothing. But. I said, thank God, because I said, if they killed another dog, I was going to quit the podcast because, you know, I have very, very strict rules. I said, I don't want no dog murders. Okay. And your strict rules definitely have been broken at least twice. At least. Buster would have been a third strike and he's gorgeous. And I would have been out. It would have been been really tough. Okay. So then back at Pierce's office, one of the employees, Gail, hands the cop a flash drive of the security footage from the night of Barbara's party. But it's only like the back laneway because, you know, this is supposed to be a sexy eyes wide shut party. So Barbara had cut off a lot of the security. She was giving people privacy so that they could just smash and cheat on their spouses. Okay, (laughs) so then Pierce shows a mock up of the front page of the paper, which has Fran's picture plastered all over it and says she is a murder suspect. But I will also tell you that it does say suspect of murder instead of suspected of murder. So, Pierce, Mm -hmm. who's editing? Okay, you're not good at your job. It's suspected of murder, okay? Maybe Fran hacked in to just mess up the grammar to make him look bad, you know? No. Be like, I'm not going to take my picture out or change that I'm suspect of murder, but I will <laughs> make him look like a dummy. And also the the employee of the newspaper is like, I should have called you right when I found this. It's like, I think that's like tampering with evidence. Like, <laughs> you you had this security footage of a murder and you didn't call the police? <laughs> I don't know. Listen, I know newspapers dying, and now I see why. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny because remember, she was like, I want to do a story about the murder. Meanwhile, she's like sitting on this footage. And then Pierce is like, No, don't. And then she was just like, Well, I don't know what I'm going to do with this footage, I guess. I'm going to keep it in my house. <laughs> it's like, What? But the cop, you know, he does have proof that Fran hacked into Pierce's office. She's been barred from her work computers because that's what she was using to get in there and mock up articles. But they still apparently don't have a warrant to search Fran's home. (sighs) But how is she on the front page suspected of, like, feels like it would go warrant first, then tell the public she's a murder suspect. Well, they're trying to, they're trying to flush her out, right? They're going to use that to get her to, like, make a mistake, freak out and do something, basically. 
you know, the cops are in league with the journalists. And this goes back to you saying that perhaps Pierce Dalton is Q. So this is this is the conspiracy people have been talking about. But you can't focus on that because then we're back at Pilates class. Barbara is like, oh, this machine's getting me. Class ends and Barbara asks two very important questions, which were, did you need stitches? And also, is he really that good in bed? And I thought these questions were related. Because <laughs> I was like, I did, you know, because I fully forgot she got bonked on the head. Like, uh-huh. we've just like and the, the fact that she got bonked on the head with a conch shell and then wanted to go collect shells is even <laughs> crazier to me now. I know. I was like, collect shells, collect your weapon. That hurt you? So yeah, it took me a beat to go, oh my God, she does not mean vaginal stitches. (laughs) (laughs) Well, look, before Amelie can tell us which kind of stitches, Pierce (laughs) enters and Barbara's like, okay, I'm going to go. And he's got something, I'm going to say surprising to say to Amelie. Listen to this. I don't think we should see each other anymore. Excuse me? Look, it's not everything I've said stands but this isn't healthy for you or for me look at you emily this isn't safe anymore no no i'm not letting her win pierce this isn't about winning no it's about control and i refuse to let fran control me or you for that matter I'm not even scared anymore, Piers. I'm angry. Oh my gosh. I want Amelie's monologue. I want to perform it for an audition. Absolutely. No. No. (laughs) I'm not even scared anymore. I'm angry. (laughs) And then Amelie talks about how Pierce opened up her heart. And I was like, I don't think it's your heart. And she refuses (laughs) to let go. (laughs) They're going to stay together. And they immediately start hooking up in the Pilates studio. She says, I'm not going to lose you. Which Smart. I assume is based on his wealth and his multiple 100%. properties. I was like, because I don't get a sense that there's an emotional connection here. But I do think that you would have a very comfortable life with Pierce. No, I mean, he has two homes that seem like they're within 15 minutes of each other. And they're both nice. And they're both beachfront. So it's like, yeah, I, honestly, I think Amelie's smart to be like, I get bonked on the head every once in a while. I have to eat burnt chicken. Yeah, I'll stay in this. My satchels are ruined. (laughs) Her satchels, her favorite satchels. (laughs) Meanwhile, while that's all happening, Fran is walking to her car and she's on her phone and she sees the article online about her being the prime suspect of murder and she screams. Oh my God. The scream is so good. Oh, I love, I love just like a wild scream into the void. <sighs> and she's in a convertible. So it's like everyone heard that. Exactly. <laughs> They're going to find exactly. you. And also it feels like she has a Google alert set up but instead <laughs> of it being like, Fran, cast in a new show. It's like murderer. And she's like, oh, shoot, <laughs> shoot, shoot, shoot. Okay. So then we are back at Amelie's apartment. She's trying to get the purple lipstick off the mirror. And she's like, it won't come off and basically gives up. And then <laughs> Margaret comes over. Oh, this might be my favorite scene of the whole movie. Margaret comes over and she's like, I was making a lasagna and I have extra. Thank you. And then Amelie's like, do you want to stay and eat with us? And Margaret's like, you know what I mean? I'd love to. But my show starts in 10 minutes and it's the finale. Mm. 
can't miss the finale. I do this remote viewing party with my sister on the computer. It's just kind of a thing. And I'm like, what it. is Margaret's program? I'm obsessed. First of all, her being like, I have a remote viewing party with my sister. And it was just so good. But also her trying to bring over extra lasagna. I was like, Margaret, you lost your chance. You said you want to watch the dog and you locked it in its own house. You can't be trusted. You're over here trying to ingratiate yourself with extra lasagna. And I say, you can't even keep a dog in your own house. I don't get well, it. I, I think you bring extra lasagna to me, all is forgiven. I don't okay. care who you locked at where. I, okay. I'm accepting it. And Amelie's like, we'll make a salad. I'll bring you some. It's like, don't bother. Exactly. Don't, it's like, you're not, we're not eating salad when our program has its finale. Exactly. And also it's like, I will have already finished my lasagna. Anyway, so we cut to Margaret's house where she's like getting ready for her program. And <laughs> while she's getting ready, we could get the sense that she's being watched. You know, we're getting that kind of, look from afar through things. Oh, no, not Margaret, not Margaret. I know. And she's like chatting with her sister. She's got the Skype connected. She's talking to her sister. She's like, I'm excited. You know, like Margaret bless. So excited. And then Fran sneaks up behind her, covers her with a chloroform rag. And I just said, oh, my God, what Margaret? Why Margaret? She is just chilling. Okay. Yes, it's Margaret is not gonna do nothing. No, I really didn't. I at first I thought maybe she killed Margaret, and I was really upset. Like oh, yeah, it was like I was more upset than if she had killed Buster. I have to be honest. Yeah. Because it's like there's lasagna. She's a nice lady. She like loves babies. Okay, so she drags her into the bathroom, and then we see this hole in the wall, which I believe is what Margaret thought a mouse may have. <laughs> and I need to let the listeners know that it is five feet off the ground right. and it is clearly a hole that a deranged person put into a wall. Like right. this is not a, what a mouse does. A mouse does not crawl all the way up a wall Suspend and then midair and dig, dig, a dig. Perf- a perfectly yeah. circular hole to For watch sheetrock. the neighbors. Sheetrock, okay. <laughs> and it's like, but also let's point out, remember Margaret was, talking to her sister when yeah. somebody came behind her. So I need to know what her sister did. Did she call the police? Did she go, a white woman, Margaret, turn around, there's a white woman behind you. Like, I mean, where is her sister in saving her life? This whole thing, okay? So <laughs> that is where I really felt like, okay, whereas Margaret, you have this sister. I don't know if she loves you that much, okay? So now Fran is watching Pierce and Amelie through the hole in Margaret's bathroom. And she's like, hyperventilating. She is so mad she can't take it. And she watches as Amelie tells Pierce he should go for a run. But he doesn't want to leave her alone. But she encourages him to go. I'll be okay. Okay, you'll be quick. We need the glass cleaner so you can pick up a bottle. Yeah, I said, well, you want to be murdered. Why are you telling him to leave? They always are separating. Okay, so then we see Fran grab one of Margaret's knives. So now she's stealing from Margaret. Mm -hmm. And then we see Amelie and she's video chatting with Barbara. And Barbara's like, is Pierce there with you? And Amelie's like, yeah. And then Barbara, she knows she knows they're slippery, goes, "Okay, but by there, is he there there? And she's like, well, no, not technically, but he'll be (laughs) back soon. And it's like, then he's not there, bitch. Exactly. So then we see Pierce out jogging. It's nighttime. Yeah. Oh my god. He, he's like jogging in like a public park that has a lot I of people. I thought it was action. like a people yeah, are around. college campus. Yeah. It's like a blonde gal starts jogging behind him, and you get the sense that he thinks it's Fran because he starts to kind of panic. 
And then he actually does run into Fran, who loses it. Listen. She is a whore, Pierce. And I see the way she touches you, and she thinks that no one's watching. Guess what? Guess what? I've been watching this whole time, and everything she does infuriates me, and everything you do infuriates me. You need to stop this. Stop it. You make me so angry, Pierce. I, it's like I see red. You do this to me! You need to calm you down. You do this calm to down. me! Calm down. Okay. I thought it was you. Ryan. He dressed like you. He, he looked like you. He even smelled like you. He took his hands down my pants! Well, so what? So you killed him? Yes, I killed him! I didn't have a choice because you weren't there to protect me. Okay. I'm gonna walk away right now. Don't walk away. Don't you dare for me. Do not walk away from me, Pierce! <laughs> if I can't have you, no one will. She cannot have you! Okay, and yes, she is holding a knife. Okay? <laughs> And lunges for Pierce. They start wrestling on the ground. This is a public park, mind you. And then Fran, she's smart, okay? Yep. This, is a, this is a white girl who knows where her bread is buttered. She screams, help, he's got a knife! Okay. And then a good Samaritan tackles Pierce while Fran scrambles away. The good Samaritan looks like a UFC fighter. Yes, Like, it yes. just so happens the man walking by is the Incredible Hulk. Right. And, I mean, he wails on Pierce. Yep. Like, Pierce, uh, tall drink of water, nope, empty, tiny drink of water because he gets his bell rung by this dude. Oh, my God. And the guy's, like, holding him down while calling the cops. And Pierce is screaming, tell them it's Fred Gibbons. You know, like, and the man is just like, he attacked a woman with a knife. It was just, like, amazing. Okay, so Fran scrambles away. And I think she grabbed his phone, but I can't be sure because it was dark and everything was happening. Because... While that's all going down, Emily had promised to bring Margaret a salad. And it's like, okay. <laughs> and so when she goes to bring over a salad, which to me is exactly what a skinny woman would do, bring right. you a salad. And it's like, I didn't really want this. I was being polite. Bring me garlic bread. Exactly. And when she gets there, though, there's no answer. But the TV is blaring. Something in the oven is burning. You know, she's able to open the door. And Emily, she starts like hearing us. She hears like sounds. And so she finds Margaret tied up and gagged in the bathtub. But instead of getting untied, Margaret's like, She thinks I'm still not done, so just leave me here. Go! Go, go now! And that's when I'm like, Margaret must be watching some sort of crime show because it's like, this is a finale. You know, like she thought she was going to be watching the program finale. No, she is now in the finale. And she's like, run. I loved it. I loved it. Where is the sister? You're right. I wonder if the sister thought Margaret was doing some sort of like dinner theater. Be like, watch this. Oh, my God. Amelie calls Pierce, but his phone's just ringing. And Fran it turns out, is in Margaret's house. And so, like, this is what's very tricky because yes. Fran is able to go from place to place very quickly and get ahead uh -huh. of people where I'm like, is this entire city just one block? Um, she's able to get from the beach house to uh, Amelie's house. She's able to go to the park and confront Pierce, then come back to Margaret's house. Without Amelie seeing her. It's it's really wild. The the geography of this, you know, Fran's ability to move with lightning speed. She just gets everywhere. But 
Amelie runs out. She drops her phone. Fran grabs it as she runs after her. And she gets a call. And it's kind of, it seems to me like it's the way with an Apple computer where like your phone and your computer can be linked up. So like yeah. if you get a text, it comes in. If you get a if you get a call, it can come to your computer. Because basically the cop calls Amelie and is like, Amelie, I need you to lock the doors and get into a safe location. Why would that be? I have reason to believe you are in arms way. Please just do what I say. But the cop is not talking to Amelie. He's talking to Fran because right. Fran has Amelie's phone. And white women do sound the same. Because well, she's sure. like, what? Like, they don't sound, and I'm joking, they sound nothing alike. One is a French Canadian, <laughs> and one is a blonde woman from Florida. It's like, uh, you'd think you'd be able to tell. So then Amelie runs out of the house, and she's like running in the dark wooded area. Again, what is Smart. the geography? Okay. I don't know. But it's also like, you want to get murdered. And Fran is like hot on her heels running after her. Fran drags Amelie by the hair, and they start fighting on the beach. And Fran's yelling while Amelie sits on top of her trying to calm her down. Listen to this. I know you are. I know what you do. You don't know anything about me. You are a stupid whore. I'm not. Exactly what my father used to call women like you. I'm not. Fran, I promise you, I'm not. Did he tell you how perfect that we were? Did he tell you that? Fran, he did. He told me. And all these women just kept interfering. And I knew it was too good to be true. Everyone just kept telling him lies and lies about me. I don't think that's what happened. Shut up! That is what happened! I know what happened! This needs to end! Fran, you can't keep living like this, okay? I'll help you, I promise. I promise I'll help you. You are a stupid whore! Okay, thank you. It's just like, what? And then it's like, also like, my dad said, and it's like, okay. It's so weird. And then Amelie's like, I'll help you. I'll help, don't help her. (laughs) She is past helping. She just, I mean, I, I was like, okay, Amelie, you're being way too nice. She's like, people handle breakups differently. Like, she's, oh, yeah. Oh, chill. Well, she handles this one poorly because they continue to fight and she is able to knock Amelie into the water. And this is when it gets very bloodline. This is the finale. Yeah. And she, sh- like, forces Amelie's head underwater and is drowning her in the ocean. And then oh, Amelie, and then God. as this is happening, Pierce shows up and Fran is screaming, like, she's trying to kill me. I'm a victim here. I'm a victim. She I'm says. a victim. She says it 15 times. <laughs> I'm the victim. Which is like, did you take that from the white woman encyclopedia? <laughs> and so, and at this point, you know, Amelie is unconscious. You're like, oh God, is she actually dead? But, yeah, you know, Pierce runs dead. to her. He performs mouth to mouth on Amelie. Not as great. the cop comes up behind Fran with his gun drawn. Fran is handcuffed and Amelie regains consciousness, thank God. And the cop takes Fran away while she's screaming, I did this for us. I did this for us. And then Pierce carries Amelie out of the water, recreating the scene from the painting they discussed. Okay, the painting that moved them. Which I didn't even notice until we cut to that painting on a close up. And then we widen out to reveal where is the painting hanging where? Is it in Margaret's house? No. Is it in Amelie's <laughs> house? Is it at the beach house? No. The seductive painting is in the Pilates studio. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also ch- clocked that too. And luckily she's like, 
well, I'm just putting it here until we finish moving in. Because you know Amelie's moving in with Pierce. She said, give me that mansion, honey. And then Barbara, still so horny, is like, Would it be highly inappropriate if I were to request a private Pilates class with you and him? I said, Barbara, well, okay. you freak. Yeah, yeah. And then Amelie just like shakes her head and laughs. And then Barbara leaves. And uh, and Pierce, who was, I guess, in the class, he's like over there. No, he was jogging with Buster. Oh, he comes in from jogging with Buster. And he's not wearing a shirt. Yeah. Okay, that's why he's not wearing a shirt. Mm-hmm. Thank God someone's paying attention to Buster. And Barbara calls him tall one more time. <laughs> and when he comes in, Amelie like walks up to Pierce. And she like straddles him and they begin to make out. And we fade out, honey, as he continues to kiss her places. And that is the end of a very dangerous and horny movie. Wow. Okay, I did. I was almost certain that the man who was murdered was going to be a part of the plot. Oh, like the fact that he was horny too, but it was like, oh, so he was just a weirdo. Right. There was no no tie back to nope. that. So that left me wanting I more. Know. But yeah, yeah, very horny, very soft core. If listen, if your internet's down and you're like, I gotta get something to get me revved up, <laughs> a dangerous affair is it? And I think next week is a horny one too because the title of it is Sin Fidelity. Mm-hmm. Now that is a play on words. It is a one-night stand turns into a living nightmare. Been there. (laughs) When a married woman, okay, not that part, becomes the target of an obsessive and murderous stalker. Next week, we are joined again by the now Emmy-nominated actress and comedian Sydney Washington. This time, Sydney joins me while Naomi is out living her best life. You can watch Sin Fidelity with your existing Lifetime Movie Club subscription or go to lifetimemovieclub.com slash podcast to get a free seven-day trial. And I feel like from the sound of it, you are not going to want to miss Sin Fidelity. Oh, my God. Well, we got a lot to cover next week, you guys. We will see you then. I love a Lifetime movie. If you love Lifetime movies as much as we do, tune into Lifetime and LMN to watch all the new and classic movies that we can't get enough of. Check your local listings to find out what's airing on Lifetime and LMN because it just might be the movie we talk about next. And wait, there's more. Check out the new bomb Lifetime podcast, Crime of a Lifetime, where two amazing hosts take you beyond the headlines of a crime and they get into the nitty gritty twists and turns of the story. Mm. That's my jam. This podcast would not be possible if it was just Naomi and me, for sure. Absolutely not. I Love a Lifetime movie is produced by Aisha Jordan. With sound editing and mixing by The Podglomerate. Executive produced by Jesse Katz. With original music by Blake Maples. And hosted by Naomi and Megan. You should know that by now. If you've gotten to this point, you should know that we're the host, okay? <laughs> I, it feels like we don't even need to say it, but we'll put ourselves in the credits. when you make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers and if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer it streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy mail checks invoices legal documents and everything you need to keep your business running with stamps.com seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers with rates up to 89 percent off usps and ups rates and with the stamps.com mobile app 
you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.